Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, December the 15th. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this evening is that Rudy Giuliani, I believe, is dead. And he died of coronavirus. And they're keeping that fact a secret. Is it like a like a, a weekend at Bernie's kind of scenario? Yeah, exactly. The only uh, the only like appearances he's made since he was hospitalized were on Twitter, and then one unless something happened today, one radio interview. <clears throat> um, and so, like, it's pretty obvious to me that Donald Trump has just taken control of Rudy Giuliani's t- Twitter account, and then they just got some impersonator possibly Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live to do the radio interview. Um, <laughs> there's like no visual evidence that he is not dead right now. So I think he's dead. I think they're covering it up and he's very dead. I mean, he had blood coming out of his ears at a press conference. <clears throat> like, <a> right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it might not even be coronavirus. It might be like satanic possession that's got him. Yeah, he's yeah. just been like chopping off little parts of his body and he's finally rotting <laughs> Well, all he's done on Twitter is, like, brag about how celebrities get preferential treatment. And he got, like, one of those uh, antibody cocktails that Trump got. Um, And so the deal with him is he got checked into a Washington-area hospital the day he tested positive for coronavirus. And he was getting tested every day. So it's like immediately he got checked into a hospital that was already at 90% capacity on uh, beds. And given a cocktail of antibodies, like an antibody treatment, there were only a hundred of them in the entire District of Columbia, and he got one. So <clears throat> he then was on Twitter afterwards, being like, "Well, when you're as important as I am, you get all this good, all the good shit." But he has yet to be on TV, so I think he's dead. Yeah, we one can one can hope. One can hope. <laughs> Uh, also, returning this week, uh, special guest Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Um, hey, Joel, I'm coming at you from Seattle. I'm going good. I got, um, I got the coronavirus myself, but it was in uh, in kind of funny circumstances. So ultimately, I kind of in March when my wife's birthday happened, we kind of joked about how at least coronavirus COVID wouldn't affect my birthday because it was all the way in December. And I made a joke, passing joke about it. I thought it was pretty funny, but then I was like, oh, and now I got my positive result from my test on my birthday, which I thought (laughs) was like, that's, I think that's official. I'm, I'm, I am officially a jinx. It's my fault now that your team lost. So sorry about that. You fucking jinxed yourself and got coronavirus on your birthday. On my birthday. Yeah. Wait. 
Wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you are not bleeding from your ears. Yeah, I was going to well, say it's exclusive cocktail. It's it's <laughs> worth pointing out that since Thomas has gotten a positive test result, he also hasn't been on TV. And right. the only proof and of only life is this is this, <laughs> is this Twitter feed in this podcast. So <laughs> until I showed up for work to, on Monday, there was no record of me in the world. So yeah, for all you know, ostensibly <laughs> I could have been. Yeah, man, I remember back in March, and I was being the pessimist, saying like, "Oh man, I think this is going to go into the summer." Yeah, nobody believed me. Yet here we are. I know. I yeah. I was. I was doom calling at six to eight weeks, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was I was cavalier. I flaunted it. I I had a I my my social media personalities reflected my flaunting of COVID. Right. Kurt Vonnegut, be careful who you pretend to be. Well, wait, uh, I missed that one. I started following Kurt Vonnegut on Twitter. Well, Kurt Vonnegut's on Twitter? Oh, man, that's another one. Who would be the best dead people to be on Twitter? Mark Twain? Hmm? Think about I, it. You know, they do that, though, don't they? I mean, don't they have... People, I mean, yeah, people come up with those accounts. I don't know if they're... Like the fictional accounts, like Walter White or something like that? Like they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. He get canceled. Yeah, no, dude, it's, he's got the MAGA and all the American flag. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He would have a huge following. He'd be like such a right wing Twitter influencer. We should start his. We should start his Andy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I bet that handle's already taken. <laughs> we'll, we'll check that. We, we that could be our side gig, really. That's why we get famous. I mean, Lord knows you spend enough time there. <laughs> uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from shit. That was a better hot take than mine. I gotta, I gotta say this. So this is really uh, a, a shout out to our buddy Jesse, who uh, you know, uh, OG of Dump on the Ump. I was checking the odds makers on the internet today, and the Buffalo Bills, according to Vegas, are the fourth most likely team to get to the Super Bowl right now, and the Seattle Seahawks are sixth. So we could very realistically have a Bills versus Seahawks Super Bowl in 2021. That's what I'm calling right now. Everybody go out. Put a thousand dollars right now. Bills v Seahawks Super Bowl, whatever that is, fifty-two. Yeah. I like it, Joel. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> we'll we'll have to get Jesse back odds. on. <laughs> what? What? We'll have to get Jesse back on if that's the case. Right, he doesn't listen to the podcast. Right, because he he is both a Seahawks and a Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I would. I think I'd root for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true that's not true I'd, I, I think I would root for them that would be great that would be fun right come on oh yeah no they, they, I, thought, wants... I thought Buffalo was fun on on yeah. Sunday night they looked really pretty impressive against well I, I don't know Pittsburgh seems like a paper tiger to me but that that's what it. people have been saying I haven't been paying close enough attention I mean they're like 11 and 1 or whatever 10 and 2 but 
They're ten and two now. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, Kansas City's good. I like Pat Mahomes, but um, I'm not gonna loot for them. They won last year. No, yeah, no. I'm with you on that. I'm. I, I, I like Buffalo. Go Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of. I've gotten behind this year's Seahawks team for some reason. R- Russell Wilson I, is like MVP candidate in his first six games or whatever was pretty fun to watch and then kind of it's kind of come back down to earth a little bit but he's still pretty good and he is pretty fun to watch and like Metcalf's like 12 feet tall oh and DK Metcalf cool yeah I like Metcalf a lot and I like our running game I, I like the team there's a good like I like the holdovers like Earl uh, uh not Earl time uh Wagner Bobby Wagner and and KJ Wright in the, on the defense and then Jamal Adams is fucking good man I'm I try not to get into football, but for some reason uh, this year I've been liking watching the Seahawks. Good, yeah. They play the Washington generic football team, I believe, this next weekend. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. They need, a, they need another beating. Like, they need to beat somebody good. That losing to the Giants was kind of surprising and I yeah. think it was a bad scene. Don't lose to the New Jersey Giants. No. No. Uh, they narrowly dismissed the Jets, which they needed to do. <laughs> the other, yeah, we gotta talk about that. Uh, shout outs. Hey, thanks to everybody who listened to last week's. Uh, we had two episodes. Um, my mom texted me and she thought a little bit on the Manson family baseball team was funny. So thanks, mom. Um, <coughs> that episode. Yeah, and we gotta fill we, that out. We gotta fill that team out. We do have to fill that team out, Thomas. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Uh, who would be your, you know, who would be your first baseman from the Manson family baseball team? First base? Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> he would talk to all the favorite, like, if you got on base, it would be so unsettling. <laughs> yeah. just You'd have so many people just trying for doubles and getting thrown out. They're like, I'm not fucking standing there with that dude. <laughs> He's just like, hey man, the birds are gonna come and eat brains. Listen to the song I wrote. <laughs> uh yeah, all right. That's that's gotta be on our to-do list. Also, um we did a top of the clock, talked about food. It was good. We got more food to talk about. Thanks to everyone in Columbus, Ohio, San Francisco, Champaign. Special shout-out to our listeners in Bradenton, Florida. All right, I got to talk about this real quick. So Bradenton is a town of, like, 50,000 um, in the Tampa Bay area. But its Wikipedia page is hilarious because you go to the notable citizens. It's the notable people of Bradenton, Florida, okay? Stop me if you've heard of any of these people. Freddie Adu. Demarcus Beasley, Nick Bulletary, uh, Ed Culpepper, Tim Donahue, Landon Donovan, Carlton Fisk. Carlton uh, Fisk? Yep. Eddie Johnson, Hank Johnson, uh, Jamie Moyer. Oh, my guy. <laughs> Ed Rush, Maria Sharapova, Chris Smith. Willie Taggart. So, all these people are listed as famous citizens of Bradenton, Florida. 
And it's because they've got this school there called the IMG Academy, which is a private prep school specifically designed for professional athletes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So they all move to Bradenton in high school and go to this prep academy to play tennis and football and baseball. And soccer. And soccer, yeah. Yeah. Freddie Adu, wasn't he like a really hot shit young guy? Uh-huh. But what happened to him? Uh, I don't know. He turned 18. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> he is currently a midfielder for the Swedish Division One club, Osterlin FF. I bet that's a pretty good... I mean, that's first division Sweden. That's not terrible. It's better than the MLS, probably. Actually, it's probably about, about MLS. Yeah. I actually don't know at this point. The MLS has gotten a lot better. That was a disappointing uh, final. The other day, I forgot to think about that. The uh, Sounders lost handedly oh. in the final. I wasn't paying much attention to the Sounders this year, but they made it to the their like fourth final, third fourth final in five years or something like that, which is pretty good. And and I was, I, I mean, I sound like such a snob, and I've kind of been saying it, but the MLS has never really got me because the quality was never really that good. Like when the right. league first started, it wasn't that good. Like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got I got into watching professional soccer through those the Premier League, and that's like the best league, one of the best leagues in the world, and some of the best. You know what I mean? So, you is watch, that you know, England? When you watch the World Cup and the Premier League, it's all this like really good. I don't know. For some reason, it was really kind of weird to watch MLS. But re- in the last five years, I think the it seems like the the quality has gotten really good. I'll tell you what but, I <clears throat> I think that. The Premier League and the like World Cup and these really high level soccer leagues are like boring to watch. I like like Mexican League soccer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like the Central American Cup because it's so much more, it's just like a bunch of people fighting each other, you know? I, I mean, I, I don't know, it's it's way more, they're they, different, there's. That's one of the cool things about soccer is there's really regional style on a lot of levels. So, like, a lot of these clubs have, like, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, like, South American teams play like South American teams. You know, like, African teams play like African teams. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's not quite that simple, but I feel like there's a lot. Often there's sort of a style of play that goes along with, you know, the German style of soccer versus the Spanish style of soccer. You know what I mean? Those are people would argue about that all day long, you know what I mean? And then I think in those leagues, like the Bundesliga and maybe, and then in La, La Liga, no, is that the, yeah, that's the Spanish one, I think. The, the style is sort of reflective of the way that the culture approaches the game. It's interesting, like the, the, the world, the, I don't know, I read like a couple of World Cups, I've read a couple of different books that were kind of like, it's cool. There's a the the worldliness of soccer is super fun. So I I agree with you. I think I think there's elements of the. I disagree though that like I think Bundesliga and Premier League and World Cup soccer is pretty impressive to watch. Well, I just feel like it's the the like officiating of those high level matches is so <clears throat> like really like up the ass. Like they just don't let them play, and everyone just like flops down and they blow the whistle. But, like, in these, like, Central American leagues, as long as you don't, like, pick the ball up and try to run with it, it's like anything goes. You know what I mean? 
It's like closer to rugby. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't. I'm not as. I'm talking like I'm a real. No, you know, I really know what I'm talking I'm about. I'm really like, curious. Like soccer. you two, like I don't give a shit about soccer. I never know it, like what the season is or anything. You guys are both know more about soccer. And I'm like, oh. It's a beautiful game, Joel. Come on. It's the beautiful game. We, Thomas, you and I watched that uh, Zinedine Zidane game, headbutt game together. That's right. At our grandparents' house. <laughs> we were, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that very distinctly. There's a photograph of them, like a but, really heartbreaking trilogy of photos. <laughs> yeah. Because we had to be in the family uh, portrait and both yeah. of us needed to leave to go watch because it was like overtime. It was like shit. With this shit was happening, and it was there's the we all went in there, and there's the photos. It's I mean they got a couple of photos. they got a few photos I think of the whole family standing there, but the last three is basically like us, like the last good one, and then like uh, everybody like looking at each other, like let's get the fuck out of here, and just taking off. And the last picture is just our grandparents like sitting there, kind of. And they were pretty old at that point. Like, yeah. they were like, they had not much time left, and they were trying to enjoy their time with their family, and we were just gone. <laughs> just the two of them and, like, like one of the younger children, like, sort of sitting at a, on a table or something. I don't know. Everybody else wants to go watch the fucking soccer game. So we just totally ditched out. We're like, oh, we got to go watch this. Uh, let's get to some headlines. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. ready. All right. All right, here we go. My favorite topic. The owners are negotiating with the MLB union for 2021. There's reporting from Bob Nightingale at USA Today, which is important. I'm going to come back to that. Major League Baseball owners and the Players Association are already arguing about how to start the 2021 season. The owners have reportedly said that they do not want players reporting for spring training until all players have been vaccinated for coronavirus even if that means shortening the season but the players are saying that they should be able to play under the same agreed upon safety protocols from 2020 uh an american league owner who requested anonymity said quote i don't see any way spring training starts in february Jim zero crane. chance of that <clears throat> jim yeah. crane definitely i don't <laughs> Who said that? Was I don't like? care. We, it's anonymous. Who are you saying it is, Sam? Tim um, Crane, Jim, John, Cr- Jim Crane, Jim Crane. Oh, oh Jim Astros. Crane, the Astros, the Astros. Astros. Yeah. I don't care if we play 140 games, 120 games, or 80 games. We have to make sure everyone is safe to do this right. Question: Will the breaking of the players' union be more or less significant than the failed steel strike of 1919? What's your hot take? I don't, I don't think that the owners have leverage in this. You don't think so? Why not? No, I don't think so. I think, I think with a vaccine on the horizon and players, if if it's if no if they can't get people vaccinated, they should play in a bubble. I well, think. That's what the, I mean, the play. Do you think they could play? I I, you, I think they could play under the same. Luckily, the same circumstances they played the last season if they had to. No, what they do is they just they just stay at spring training 
and you just do the first two months of the season at the same spring training accounts. And that's two locate. That's that's Florida and Arizona. You play with all of that, and then as long you know, and then <clears throat> I mean, you'd have to refigure out schedules to balance division games and stuff like that if you could do. But but I think you just you just do, you just leave them in spring training until there's a vaccine until everybody's vaccinated or until I I don't think that the I don't think that the owners have the leverage to push players to get vaccinated when there's going to be such a kickback against the rich getting their yeah. vaccine vaccines before like people that need it you know right. what i mean and, so and, and mlb players are not frontline workers no and nobody will ever see them that way so if, if there's any light of them getting kicked to the front of the line at the loss of people that need it like healthcare workers or elderly people i mean there's a long list of people that need it more than it's professional athletes I think that's to get the coronavirus vaccine. Number one, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Number two, he's Mike dead Trump. already. We don't, we don't, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he's already dead. <clears throat> I think that, like, I don't think that anyone is going to buy the owners being concerned for the health of the players. Like, that's bullshit. But, Whoever said that but, quote, was just it's a complete lie they want to play fewer games so they have to pay their players less well that's why it's important that this is a bob nightingale report because he's kind of a a mouthpiece for the owners oh gotcha well i mean it's just the thing is is that like they want their they they want the fans to be vaccinated so they can come back to the ballpark like that's what they want to wait for so that they don't have to pay their players well to play games in front of empty stadiums. They need their to, to run the state to run the season. The MLB needs or the, the the owners need the stadium revenue for the advertising that goes hand in hand with the television rights. That's the only reason that they're that's 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 what they claim. That's what they want. I would I would take issue. They don't need it. They, they want that's where, that's where, I mean, if they're play, paying their players and their stadiums are empty, so they're not taking any revenue for gate tickets, or gate tickets. Yeah, but they're not going to be. So they're not going to be doing any of that. But in their own stadium, they have. I mean, the only money that they're going to be making is from uh, TV ad, t- selling it on, on right. TV, and and so giving you know the TV rights to whatever people they're going to get that revenue, the advertising revenue, and then all. Then all of the sponsors of the stadium obviously have to pay them, so they're at least getting some money. But if they do, if they do it in a neutral site, then all of a sudden they lose all of that, and they're then they're paying their players to to play months of the season that they're not making revenue on all these other places. So there's so they're you know they're going to want some kind of concession for that, I'm sure. But I just don't I, I don't think that they have the leverage in that particular case. I don't think they can force their players to the front of the line. I think that they. I think that last year the like that negotiation was so drawn out and it was became so clear that the owners only cared about paying the players as little as they possibly could and that right. was their only like and neither of those sides came out looking good at the end of those negotiations but it kind of ended up at the end being the owners that looked worse. And so if they get into that again, like no one is going to buy that they care about player safety. And 
the only thing they care about on either side is money and it's going to be the players who come out looking better in that argument, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I mean, you know, they haven't even, as far as I'm concerned, they actually haven't even started negotiating. But if the right. owners are trying to start doing this bullshit posturing in the press again, like they did le- like last season, like fans aren't going to fucking stand for that same shit again. Like it's, right. <clears throat> you are not a completely different group of owners from last season. Like nobody fucking believes that you care about your players as anything more than dollar amounts. Um, and the only thing you care about is revenue stream. So it's not going to go well. I mean, we talked about this last season also. Like it's not going to be a good era of baseball in retrospect, but I think that the owners are probably going to come out on the worse end of this. Right, and, and Tom Wicked's, you know, he thinks coronavirus is a hoax, right. so he didn't care. Yeah, because, <clears throat> you know, of those 100 antibody cocktails that are in Chicago, he has <laughs> 85 of them just in his mini-fridge, <laughs> in his it's, rumpus it's fucking room. Under, his fucking Batman villain underground lair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He mixes that with his scotch at night. <laughs> with the clone bodies of himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to come back. To, I agree, yeah. I think you know, both make good points. I hope you're right. I'm, I'm concerned about this. Um... Sam, you want to take us on to, oh, another hot topic? I'm yeah. <clears throat> this funny. one's fun. This yeah, is I'll a fun one. While he reads this. All right. Um, have fun. In a move that should have been made years ago, the Cleveland baseball team, uh, which we'll call them for now, has announced that it will drop its racist trappings and join the rest of Major League Baseball in being racist only in its hiring practices compensation plans, history, boardroom, front office, etc. The team announced that it would keep the name Indians through the 2021 seasons to give themselves time to find a new name moving forward and, of course, also like capitalize on that last-minute rush of racist fans buying as much Indians gear as they possibly can. Major League Baseball hasn't had a name change, since the Devil Rays rocked the baseball world by making the drastic change of their name to the Rays. And that was in 2008. So the obvious question is, what should they change their name to? Um, okay. I'm on board with the Spiders. Okay. I've, I've, I've read a lot of hot takes about that. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. Because what's famous about the Cleveland Spiders, they were historically the worst baseball team statistically in the history of baseball. Yeah. I was read this one article that was comparing them to the team that the Harlem Globetrotters played against every night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Um, now, the real strength of this... And I'm going to steal this joke from Dan Zimborski of Fangraph.com. Uh, is that if it's the Cleveland Spiders, the newspaper headlines write themselves. Uh, like you that. know, 
the spiders spin web. Spiders ensnare rangers, win three to one. Spiders devour the brains of the Texas rangers, something like that. Right. Yeah. Like rockets blast jazz. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, So I like that. Uh, I don't know, uh, Cleveland Blues? And, And yeah, I mean, I'm not even going, you know, I think if you post it on Twitter, the winner's going to be Cleveland Steamers, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think that uh, there's like a number of, uh, you know, I think that this would be like the in the whole Black Lives Matter movement, like Major League Baseball got so hot on the Negro Leagues. I think uh-huh. that the obvious answer would be to like rename the Cleveland Indians to one of the many Cleveland Negro League teams throughout the years, but all of them all of them have like bad names. That's good. The problem with that is that the Cleveland Negro League team is the Buckeyes. No, there's a bunch of them. I looked it up. Oh, was there uh, the one I saw was the Cleveland Buckeyes, which would be like there's already the Ohio State Buckeyes, blah blah blah. Yeah, the, oh, uh, like sixty percent of those Negro League teams were the Giants. I just want to—that's a hot take I have. That I'm always like, they're all—they're all the Giants. <laughs> well, there wasn't the, there wasn't like national press about it, so they probably didn't read about. Like they weren't like, there's another Giants that you could go check out online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, haven't you seen the papers? There's a Giants from New Brunswick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. I think one um, sleeper that I have is the Cleveland Naps. The Naps? Uh, the Naps. They were the Cleveland Naps before they were the Indians. Uh. Named after their captain, Nap Lajaway, according to At Two Strike Noise. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I think I pronounce it Lajoie, but they say it's pronounced Lajaway. Um, and so he was actually... L, it's spelled like Lajoie in French. L-A-J-O-I-E. Lajoie. Lajoie, yeah. But two stories says it's Lajoie. They're dumb. No, they're not dumb. Be nice to my Twitter friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that because it's like they, they didn't have a name for their team because they were the Cleveland Spiders and they sucked ass, literally, as the Cleveland Spiders. So they had to change the name, and then they became the Cleveland Naps because Nap Lajawe was, like, the best player in Major League Baseball in 1908 or some shit like that. And then... Was that your... Was that your uh, wait, no, no, carry on, carry on. Okay, so then he retires, right? So, so they were the Cleveland Naps because their one good player was Nap. Right, His name right, was right. Nap. And so they had no team. And so then what happened was a uh, no team name. And then what happened was the Boston Braves won the World Series. So the Cleveland media, the, the you know, the old timey newspaper guys that you were just talking about, were like, well, the and the Braves didn't just win the World Series, they went from last place to first place. What year was this? 19... Uh, oh, six? No, like the 20s. Oh, 20s. Yeah. Boston Braves. 
Boston Braves World Series. When did they win? I, I want to say maybe like 1916 or something like that. They won it in the Boston the Braves Black. won it in 1914, according to Google. Okay, so, was so it? Then, oh, Babe Ruth was on that. No way. No, no. This is before Babe Ruth. This is this is yeah. Boston Braves. Uh, so wait, so they so they won the World Series and they. What was the how, how, why? Why did Cleveland not? Why are they not the Naps? Because Nap, Mister Nap, no longer played for them, so they stopped calling themselves the Naps because Mister Nap had retired. Right. Okay. Right. So what happened in Boston with Boston winning the World Series? Well, so they went from first to worst. So the Cleveland press was like, "Oh, let's call our team the Indians," in hopes of reverse jinxing ourselves. To go from worst to first because it worked for the Braves. Oh man, I'm, always, I'm a fan of the Jinx. Right, right, but we, you know, when you know, they were trying to good luck. It was their good luck charm, like right. No, that like, makes sense. Fingers crossed. Now we're gonna win. It didn't work. They didn't win the World Series. No, because the goddamn Cleveland Indians still. I, you know, and if for them to go back to the Naps would be like a, a return. Yeah. And, you know, naps, it, it's got many meanings, like rays. The I think Cleveland, they should be the Cleveland Burning Rivers. Yeah, I that one <laughs> Is that, Oh, shit, somebody came up with that idea. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's historical. Yeah. Um, and it sounds tough as hell. How about Cleveland Rocks? <laughs> or the Rockers. <laughs> no, but I mean, Cleveland rocks is kind of funny. Like that could actually work. I'm kind of like, maybe that isn't terrible. Cause like, let's go rocks. <laughs> it's so stupid. Isn't that a kiss it's song? A, it's a Vogue and a noun. Yeah. Yeah. There's wordplay, but it, yeah. And, and, and it, and it is sort of a toss out to the, to the song and to the, Cle- the rock and roll hall of fame, which they love to talk up. They love, but, you know, they would, <laughs> They should be called the Cleveland LeBron Jameses. I think you, we should. I think we should pose Cleveland Rocks as the name Cleveland of the new baseball team, and I bet we'll win with okay. an X uh, though, or like what with a with an X? No, Rocks like R O C K S. Okay, yeah, I like R O C K S because one member of the one member is a rock. An inanimate object and that does not Yeah, a blunt, heavy <laughs> smashing object. The, the mascot would be like a rock playing a guitar, probably. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. With sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be like a repurposed California Raisins costume painted gray. <laughs> Dyed whatever the team colors are, <laughs> or maybe they should just have like purple and gold be their colors. <laughs> yeah, or just put like this stupid headband around a rock. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> oh man, uh, I did get into lots of Twitter fights about this over the weekend. I hope did you, did I hear it correctly that you were went viral in some manner. 
It's up, man. My tweet about James McCann got like 700 likes and 45 retweets. I was pretty proud about that bullshit. That's a viral. You're like, you're like, uh, yeah. somebody famous that's on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Uh, only alive. Only alive. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, we got to move on. I just wanted to say, you never know. I, what tweet people are actually going to like. That, that's the lesson, life lesson I learned. Cause I was going to ask what the tweet was, but if you want to know, go to Twitter okay. and follow Dump on the Ump. It's yeah. about James McCann, and it's maybe, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I don't remember the particular tweet. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, um, I wanted to mention that some old news come to to end to 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 conclusion come to some you know to to finality a this is ostensibly a baseball podcast this is a non-baseball item apparently agents make mistakes too from the new york times in 2003 anthony carter of the miami heat was planning to exercise a 4.1 million dollar player option in his contract to remain in miami after averaging only 4.7 points and 1.3 rebounds during the season however carter's agent bill duffy failed to notify the heat by the june 30th deadline and carter became a free agent eventually signing with the san antonio spurs for the league minimum seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars basically losing the remaining money on his contract duffy promised to repay carter the roughly three million dollars he lost him in annual payments and finally made the last payment this year so he paid him back the three million dollars i'm assuming through the money that well maybe not i guess i don't know the question though is how much money what's the most you've ever lost on a coin flip probably five bucks i don't think i've ever bet on a coin flip yeah (laughs) what if i mean okay i'm not rich enough to have someone do my taxes for me but imagine that you were rich enough to have someone do your taxes for you. I go to H&R Block. Does that count? Yeah, I go to H- I do H&RBlock.com. <laughs> okay. Somebody does your taxes for you. What? <laughs> a computer. <laughs> Don't misstate your position here. <laughs> I pay it like 80 bucks. Was it 79.95? Something like that? Yeah, no, it's, it's reasonable. I do it too. I've done it too. They know me. Okay, so then imagine that H&RBlock.com says, Sorry, I forgot that it was April 15th and that your taxes were due. I mean, that's not even close to the same right. thing. If, that's why you buy the insurance when you get, you know what I mean, and, or whatever, you pay the extra $6, and they're like, if you're audited, we'll take care of it for you. It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, you will. Here's six more dollars, but that's fine. Yeah. And they do. You know what I mean? Like, in, ostensibly, they do, but... No, this is like, this is egregious in a really wild way in the sense that, like, he completely was negligent in the one job he was supposed to do and then basically blackmailed the player to staying with him, maintaining his employment so he could pay him back, basically by giving him just a little bit of his money back that he was going to take from him 
giving a little bit back. You know what I mean? Like that's a hot take. That's a dark spin on this. What I think is supposed to be kind of a heartwarming tale. I get that, but I think that ultimately it's the it's the spinsters win. You know what I mean? Like the fucking agent took the player to the end. You know what I mean? Like literally, and like well, although I guess he. I mean, when did he retire? Uh, oh eight or oh nine. He played for a few more years. He's a coach now. So well, maybe he didn't make that much. I mean, does, oh, he's a coach. I wonder if he's represented, still represented by him. Because I mean, coaches have agents, probably, right? They're still friends. I know that. Um, yeah. Uh, this motherfucker took. He was like, I fucked. It. Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't. Oh, I mean, I, I, I think that I think Anthony Carter could win in a small claims court and get that three million dollars from him straight up. So why did he didn't just fire him and then get the money from the motherfucker? That's well, he did I get said. the money from him. But he could have gotten. I mean, I and if this dude's blown in on this, not only that, and then you want him to remain your agent, like he just fucked up the one fucking thing he's supposed to do. The like, like not maybe not just the one, but like once you get the contract signed, like oh, a big calendar marker should be <laughs> sign the re, you know, like the re up. You fucking idiot! Like that should be like there should be blinking lights if you're gonna do this as your job. Like it's like I have to get up at five in the morning for my job, so I get up at five in the fucking morning. I set a fucking alarm. I don't just get up at five a.m. I set an alarm. Motherfucker, set an alarm! Like you have to get this is four million dollars. That's like he should have fired that guy, got a new agent, continued his NBA career. Well, and sued that motherfucker for the three million, four million dollars that he lost in the contract in small claims court. The the kind of the the thing about this story though is that he had such the reason it was such a big deal is that he played so poorly that year that the best he could do the following year as far as a new contract was league minimum. Which sidebar, if you're the least, literally the least amount of money you can make in a year is $750,000, then, I mean, I'm in the wrong line of business, clearly. But <clears throat> um, no no other agents were You're interested in... You're not in the in... NBA, Sam. Yeah. You're in the wrong line I should have been business. in the NBA. You just made a couple of different choices. I'm sure you could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, pretty tall. Anyway. <laughs> I've seen you. You're not that tall. <laughs> Uh, the point is, no other agents were interested in signing this guy. That was kind of the, right. the point true. of the yeah. article, is that he was oh, so bad man. that nobody else was interested in signing him. And he could have sued him and gotten yeah. the same result, but then he would have had to have paid a lawyer. Like, lawyers, as soon as this came out, the agent lawyers, was like... Yeah, lawyers were contacting Carter, being like, I'll fucking represent you suing this guy. Yeah, I mean, part of a lot, part of part of a litigation is that they're then all of a sudden accountable for your costs of bringing the litigation to suit. Too. Not I mean, necessarily, like, though. That's like not a guarantee. Sure, but I think in this particular, well, whatever. I mean, I, I he would have had a strong case, but the, ultimately, I don't really know what the terms of the contract were. I don't really know. And then I guess if he played for five or six more years. He, he probably had would have had some kind of representation. I don't think... I guess maybe if he's only making league minimum, nobody gives a shit. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess... That's interesting. Yeah, okay. So I can see where there, there's some humanity in that. Well, and also, like, shit. if you go to court with somebody 
And if like, say he took the agent to the court and then the agent was like, I've agreed to pay him the entirety of the money that I made him miss out on. And then the judge would be like, so what exactly are you suing for? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like he screwed him over and then like, he didn't screw him over necessarily. He just was like, I'm going to pay you back and we'll agree on these terms. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, what would he be suing for if the agent had already been like, I I'll give you all of this money that I owe you. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it wasn't like he peak. contested it. it. Wasn't like he right. screwed him over and then was like, "Well, it sucks to be you." <laughs> well, did you guys read the part in the article? Here's the interesting part: is that because the Heat got to uh, waive him, they got to save that four million dollars. The Heat used that money to sign Lamar Odom, who they then traded in a package deal to the Los Angeles Lakers. To get Shaq. O'Neal. Right. Yeah. And then they won that NBA championship in 06, I believe. So so that agent's negligence led to a Miami Heat championship is what you're saying. Changed the history and dismantled the Kobe Shaq. And, and reframed friendship. And exactly. <laughs> anyway, man, do your paperwork on time. That's all I gotta say yeah. about that. Do your taxes <laughs> in our <plot>. Right. <laughs> right. Pay the six dollars. Yeah. Also, like if you were if there's three hundred million if there's three million dollars on the line, then like don't wait till the last minute. Like <laughs> File that shit immediately, you know? Right. And an alarm, like a reminder. Yeah. No, you you know that the agent just, like, got a flat tire on his way to the, like, owner's office. No, he, he just was, like, was, like oh, so shit. high on oh, cocaine, shit. probably. Oh, at noon, and he left his apartment at 11.56, and then, like, got a flat tire. Ran out of gas. All right. We got to wrap my phone! <laughs> Don't procrastinate, kids. All right. Let's wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and a review on Apple iTunes. We got a new one this week, gentlemen. Um, You can subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. It's mostly me at Dump on the Ump. See if I go viral again. Follow us on Instagram. That's mostly Sam. Changing that into a delicious food blog, which is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Follow Sam and for Thomas. My name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Charlie Pride, Negro League star. 